This is it. The last training session before the season kicks off. Round one. The moment every amateur footballer has been waiting for. We've come a long way from the fake injuries and tight hammies that plagued the pre-season running drills. Fuck all players could get through a 10-minute shuttle run drill, but would then chuck a wobbly in the rooms after a pre-season game if they didn't get 90 minutes on the park in mid-30-degree weather while sporting a seedy hangover from the night before. The clocks have rolled forward an hour, so it's now that little bit darker at the start of training. This is where the real shit starts, I think to myself. Hey, how's the hammy? You good for the weekend? Comes the retort from the resi's coach. Good as gold, I reply. It's not good as gold. It's fucked. It's complete bullshit. But I've paid 300 bucks worth of fees and spent half a week's wage on some fancy looking boots that don't make me any better of a footballer. And I want to get my money's worth of minutes on the park. The last session before the season is a weird one. There's all sorts of blokes out running around. We've got the guys who are lazy fucks because their spot is safe and they don't want to pick up an injury. Then you've got the guys that are just lazy fucks. You've also got the guys that are on the fringe of the resis. This can go one or two ways. Some will run around like headless chooks, lunging into tackles, fizzing passes, and going way beyond their physical capabilities in a desperate last-ditch attempt to impress the coach and get minutes. The others on the fringe will do the opposite. They'll barely break into a jog and look disinterested in hope they'll be dropped to the seas so they don't have to be the fresh sub who gets <laughs> 10 minutes in the resis. Fuck that. Plus you can get on the piss earlier. You can put your house on which one I am. <laughs> I spend a good 45 minutes of the hour and a bit session, wandering aimlessly around the park, pretending I'd never even played the game before. I begin to daydream about what it would be like to play over 35s. We saw them sneak off the training ground after about one warm-up lap and some half-arse shots at goal. They were already inside holding up the bar and getting stuck into the beers. That's living, I think to myself. They also get to play on the small pitch. Less running. Bonus. (laughs) The session ended and we headed into the club for a couple of drinks while the coaches picked their sides. You could feel the tension, the anticipation. Some players are rife with nervousness as they anxiously await to see which team they've been selected in. Some just relax. Just a few more sleeps and it all kicks off. We can finally let out all those urges to call the referee a fuckwit or the opposition coach a fat wanker or tell the guy you're playing on some despicable stuff about what you did with his mother or tell some dickhead to get a fucking haircut. Ah yes, round one is here. Let it all kick off. From the night shift football team, good luck to all the amateur footballers out there for season 2021. May the winds be a plenty, may the beverages be cold, and may the sessions be lengthy. Go well. Fantastic. No, it doesn't even matter about the winds really, as long as the beers are flowing. That's true. That's Sunday League for you. Oh, that's a great little snapshot into Sunday League. Sunday League's the best. It's, all- it's the best. It's raw. It's pure. It is. It's football. Football away from the uh, commercialisation and, and all the nonsense that we seem to complain about every week. This is the good shit. Just a bunch of dickheads getting pissed and <laughs> kicking a ball. Emphasis on the dickheads. Emphasis on the dickheads. Sunday league teams generally are full of wankers. Every team you play against, you're going to think are dickheads. Pretty much. You think that's, that's how it goes. You think it's more reflective on us, maybe, and the teams that we play for? It always is. No, it always is. It's so universal. If, if everyone else is a dickhead, then you're the dickheads. But it's fine. Yeah, you can deal with that. Yeah. There's a lot of there's some good takeaways in that story. Like if you're if it's the post Easter training session and you're still trying to impress the A's or the Reds' coach, you're in trouble, guys. Just oh, fucking yeah. just, pack it in. You haven't made an impression. Just own where you are. Yeah. You're own not, your area. You're not gonna move anywhere. Stay in now. your lane. Yeah, pretty much. Stay in your fucking lane, I hope champ. You, hope you had a big Easter because it's gonna be fuck all come round one when you sat on the bench for the C's. <laughs> All right. I was trying. No, I just I was trying to guess which one you were in terms of ah, uh, you know, the A grade hopeful or the the B grade stalwart or the um, the fresh sub. No, I I take training too seriously. So yeah, I'd be I wouldn't be in the story. Yeah, joked about the second one, but yeah, I would be putting in on the track. Nice. Anyway, I'm definitely the one looking to get out of it in any way that possibly can. <laughs> That's why you quit how many years ago? Uh, too many to remember. There you go. Should we get stuck into some Adelaide United? Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. RIP. I forgot how we used to talk about losses. Were we like despondent or were we critical or constructive? I'm not sure what I tone think to take. 
the earlier episodes we did when we were on our losing streak. <laughs> yeah. We I were was kinda, so sure it was us that was causing those. Right? Well, we, we kind of, uh, I think we had accepted our fate and we thought it was going to be a long year. So we kind of come to terms with the fact we might lose a lot. But now we've been on this really good winning run and... Um, the second best in our history. Yeah. Like we really shouldn't undersell. It was good. We should yeah. undersell what, what we've just seen. Uh, had some fluky wins along the way, perhaps. And perhaps that shone through Thursday night. Yeah, I think it's come full circle where we had the first yeah. winning against the Mariners to kick us off. Maybe um, there is footballing gods and maybe they did <laughs> fucking come back to bite us today. Football karma. Today? Thursday. It's Thursday, so long ago. a week ago. Um, where should we start with the game? Where do you want to... Where should we start? I thought that we were not average. great. We were average, yeah. We were, we were pretty beaten, I thought, up until the first penalty. Um, there were some good moments, though. Some good individual performances. Uh, yeah, there was a few. Joe Gauchi, obviously. Gauchi, obviously. Gauchi the Great. Yeah, no, I don't know. We could probably workshop that better. Yeah, probably. Um, Gauchi Gang's a good one. I, I think mean, that, that, Gauchi Gang's funny. Just a bit of devil's advocate. Obviously, he made that error for their winner. Oh, and he you're also. really going to bring it up. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just keeping up balance. You can absorb and also, but also, if you save two penalties, we were critical of the free kick against Melbourne as well. That he let in. It was a good hit, but you know, it's positioning maybe. So yeah, but we won that, so it's different. Yeah, it is different. He didn't save two penalties. I'm just trying game, to say, right? let's not get too carried away. He was great, and we should give him all the credit. Yeah, the big question that arises from it is: Do you bring um, Dilianov back in when he's ready? He could only be weeks away, surely. If not ready now I think I read something that he's back in training um, I'm not sure I would hate to be making that decision tough call uh, I think Delianov probably gets a spot back interesting yeah just because he's the primary keeper maybe just to keep Gauchi level maybe Honest. I don't know yeah Give him what he's, he I mean he has made some errors as well yeah his okay. kicking hasn't been great no but his saving has been excellent mostly I wonder, so, I wonder what the kicking comparative would be to Delinov. His kicking's pretty good, isn't it? I think for the most part, yeah. They're definitely better than Paul Izzo. Oh, dude. <laughs> Less said the better. Is he in the A-League? He's in Greece, wasn't he? Oh, he was yes. At, he was at Popper's team. Yeah, he was That's in right. Popovich's team. I'm, yeah, all in all, been really fucking ch- uh, like pleased with that goalkeeping swap. That's brilliant. Mm. Um, the goal, our goal. Yeah, pretty good. good. Ryan, I thought Ryan Strain was Ryan Strain's been excellent. Best on, potentially. Maybe. I mean, I was getting pretty pissed while this game was on, so, and it was on a TV. I had no volume, no sound, so. Oh, we oh kind of just. It's funny because I was the complete opposite. I had all sound, no vision. Ah, so well, we, we could yeah. probably piece our experiences together um, into some sort of. I mean, if there's going to be any game to not take full notice of, this is a good one because we did look pretty average <laughs> and we didn't win, so. Even on the KO Mini, I think there was one skied Mork effort and the goal, and that was about it. Yeah, Goodwin had that chance in the first half where he got down the left and then cut inside of Tongik, who is... Mm. Tongik is a beast. He's fantastic. He is excellent. He's a big part of why the Mariners have been up there. Emphasis on the big. That guy is a unit. He's huge. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's just absolutely solid as well at the back. It looks like his game's really coming together. Um, positioning as well as he cuts out a lot of balls coming across into the box. That's where I thought our best work was our interplay just before the box, coming past halfway. Yeah. Lots of one-twos. We're getting our fullbacks uh, into good attacking positions. Yeah. It was just always that ball back across the box or the cutback to the top of the box that wasn't quite right. And if ever we did pull it off, there was a block shot or probably just testament to the Mariners' defensive setup. Their resilience was pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty solid. They were just better than us, I reckon. I think we didn't... We can't be too solid. Yeah. No, they were better than us. I think we weren't having a great day, though, as well. I think this is one of the games... We talked about him a bit, but Ben Halloran, another one of those just kind of... He has too many quiet games Yeah. where he doesn't give us anything. And he didn't the, really give us anything. He got the assist for the goal. But that, um, you know, the assist is more... That's more to Brian Strain. Yeah. Brian Strain's ball... Over the top to get Halloran in. Very similar to um, what Real Madrid were doing to Liverpool this morning. We will that forward sizzle. Yeah, we will get to that. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, but yeah, I just he pisses me off because <laughs> it's you could see it clearly in the it's in one of the goals where Strain gets beaten. It must be the first goal when Oli Bazanich plays a one-two around Strain, 
Yeah. He's caught out of position after bombing on trying to win the ball back yeah. high up the park. And he looks at Halloran and indicates, I need you to go for me. And he doesn't go. Yeah. How, you know, Strain goes harder than he does. Halloran never moves. We've definitely spoken a fair bit about his lack of mm, yeah, defensive input, which has actually been, up now. actually has been better last few weeks. I thought so. But um, I think it just, yeah, the games where you, you have to kind of tough out and try and grind out a result. We need more from players like Halloran, Halloran the experienced players. Especially because, uh, I mean, we're speculating again, but we're pretty sure he'd be one of the highest paid players in the squad. I would say he is he'd the have highest. To be. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, he'd be highest. one of the highest for sure. Maybe Tommy Urich now, but... Where would Craig be? Question. I don't know. He's we have alone. no idea. He's on loan, so it's oh, a that's different, true. Yeah. different kind of setup. We have no idea, but yeah, he'd be one of the highest and most experienced as well. And we really need to be getting more out of him sometimes in these sort of games where we're looking, games. we're looking to someone to do something to give us a lift. It's all well and good to score a really nice third goal in a 5-0 win, but yep. I would rather this guy track it 1-0 up in the 70th minute. Yeah. You know, just after Jakobsen had gone off injured as well. Like, I think it's... We don't want to sound like we're going too hard on him because we do no. praise him as well because I think it's frustrating because all the fans recognise... The talent he has, he has quality in him. And when he decides he's going to turn it on and take players on and run in the box, and he just looks deadly, but he just doesn't do it enough. I don't know if it's a mental thing. He just doesn't show up for some games. Has he but, given yeah. up on the Socceroos, do you think, on being part of the next World Cup campaign? I think he... How old is he? <laughs> this is a great... I don't know. <laughs> Let's have a guess. Hang on. I'll find uh, out. Let's have a guess. I'm going to say... I reckon 29. I'm going to say 28. Am I? We could be wrong. We're most likely wrong. We're about to find out. Ooh. Drum roll. He's 28. There you go. Mm. So he should be prime in his career looking to go. This is really I don't think his last he is, opportunity. Though. I don't think he... The way, he's, the way he plays and the way his body language looks on the field, I don't get the idea that he's pushing for that, though. Because... For me, it would... He looks like someone who's just resigned to playing A-League now. It should... But which it is should, disappointing. It should be in every A-League player's mind because there's not, there's not been a Socceroos game for two years. So it's yeah. almost like there's a clean slate for everyone. There's no preconceived ideas. There's yep. no... Have there's no first name on the team sheet for the Socceroos because yeah. there's been no names on the team sheet. So that's the most disappointing thing for me is I think he could really be aiming to be in that 30-man squad. He's definitely got the quality, doesn't he? He's got the caps already as well. Yeah. So he's been a part of the system that's, previously. And that, yeah, that adds to our frustration. He's, yeah... I mean, that's half the reason Craig came back, I think, was to really put himself front and centre for this Socceroos squad. And you look at it and you reckon Stefan Mork should be a con- in contention now, the way he's playing. You know, yeah, it's just frustrating. Frustrating more whether, than anything. Whether or not any players from Adelaide get picked. Uh, I can't see one getting uh, picked. <laughs> but we won't go into I that. Can't. We don't need to go into the Ollie that. Ollie Roos, yes. The Ollie Roos. Ollie Roos, have yes. a lot of representatives, I think. But again, this is, um, I think we touched on it last week, but... Uh, we're pretty sure, aren't we, that the they'll be in camp during the A League finals. Yeah. Why very, are we bother? Sure. Why are we fucking bothering with an A League finals? Then <laughs> it makes no sense. It's, it's going to have the best ridiculous. players ripped out of the teams. What's the point? There's what are you showcasing? Oh, it's it's dog shit. It yeah. should be. This would be a good. Yeah, if the finals do fall flat because the regular season's been so good, it's enjoyable, it's tight. The top four again with us and City both losing. Yeah. It's put the Mariners back four points clear, which gives everyone to chase again. MacArthur's yep. moved into second spot. Really engaging, entertaining season. Which it's been probably, excellent. Probably doesn't need a final series at the end of it. Because we've almost no. got one now. Every week, interchanges us top four we're not, teams. We're, we're not fans of finals as it is. No. But... Um, oh, I'm not against I can, it. I can see why they do it here. Yeah. In the Australian market. Yeah. No, it makes, I can see why they do it. But... Makes commercial It sense. is frustrating how often... The Premier, it's kind of needs to be a separate competition. Like the Premier is kind of brushed aside. Like you're Premiers, you finish top. Yeah. You've won the league and it's not really recognised. It's the champion that's recognised, whoever wins the grand final. You're right. There was probably a a missed opportunity here to really play around with the concept of a final series in that, um, you know, with the 12-team league, you probably could have had a top eight contest where you go into two groups of four or something like you could have just messed around with it had, Maybe, a, yeah. had a little like uh three-week camp almost like a football extravaganza how many teams do we we have a top six don't we yeah six or twelve top six or twelve w leagues five. i have this yeah i'd talk about this with some people about like afl i think too many teams are in finals okay like you have 
half the competition makes finals. It's a bit of a reward for being mediocre. Hell yeah, especially when teams get in there when they've yeah. lost more games than they've You've won. lost more games than you've won and you still get in. You and, get a shot yeah. to be the best. So like, I don't know. I don't know the way around it, but in the Australian market, I can see why they do it. See why we do it. It's just the prominence the guys inside our game give the final series. Yeah. I think. I think we do. We, we also do. We do buy into it when the finals come around. Yeah, it's good. I'm not against yeah. it. Yeah. I just think we put too much. We give it too yeah. much weight when it really it means it doesn't represent anything really. <laughs> yeah. Um. Can we go back to Central Coast? Yeah. Do we have what do you think of them? I think last time you asked me, I said I was going to fence it. And I thought, well, they hadn't won in three. And I was looking at this game. If we had beat them, you were probably going to write them off again. Yeah. There was every possibility they'd start to slide down the table. But this is a resilient side. They're this clinging well, on. This is a well-organized I think side. It, I think there's, um, their position... I know you're not a big fan of him, but... Well, I actually, I don't know if you are a fan of him or not, but their coach is obviously I don't mind great. Him. He's great, yeah. He assembled that best Matilda side we've ever seen. It was excellent. So... Hasn't um, been as good since he's gone. And he's he's clearly done something with this Central Coast yeah. side as well. To take perpetual he clearly, lo- he lo- clearly looks like a great coach. So, um, yeah, whether they can maintain, I don't know. I feel like some other teams are just timing their runs pretty good at the moment. I know we beat Sydney a week back, but they look like they they'll time it. They'll come good. I think. I think they've just got that post victory bump where they make everyone look good. I guess. Uh, MacArthur, Melbourne City as well. Those are the two I'm West United about. have got some games in hand. They're yeah. going to make finals. It's They're, hard to know. It's it's pretty even across the board, so it's, it's hard to know. I, I put Western United in the Perth glory category in that if Barisha and Diamante aren't firing, they're not a side that's going to win games. Yeah, I know. That, they really the rely they do on fire, those though. Yeah, that's fine. So do yeah. Castro and Fornaroli. Yeah, but they when do they fire. don't, they don't win games. And that's why neither of them are in the top six. Yeah. Or Western United are sixth, I think. Yeah. So they're just hanging in there. Melbourne City looked the danger to me. Oh yeah, I know we beat them round one, but they they've looked pretty good. It'd be very interesting us playing them uh, in the coming weeks. <laughs> interesting. Man. Um, after I shat on Craig Noon about a month or so ago, <laughs> he's I mean, no one. He's come no really one. no one. <laughs> Craig, no one. He's come really good. Started scoring goals. I was a bit cu- uh, looked a bit you know cockeyed at the team of the seasons that the football pundits were putting out, and they all had Craig Noon in there, and I thought, what the fuck. But I hadn't really watched City in that six-week run where they were winning games as well. And he has been instrumental well, for Well, when they win games, he's good. He's scoring goals. Assists. When they don't win, he's It's the hammer very average. Yeah, he's, it's the same thing. Maybe um, it's just wingers in general that we're finding. So we talked about like those games. Where they talked him up so much. I remember last year or mm-hmm. when, when we beat them in that FFA Cup final. Yeah. We, we're 4-0. And he, he kept trying to take on Ryan Strain. Ryan Strain was gobbling him up for dinner. He Pocketed him. Taking, him. taking him apart. And um, I couldn't understand why everyone kept talking him up. Even his whole last season, he just didn't look the player. That, I don't know. We get we get these imports come over sometimes, especially if they're from England, and the Fox media will just lap it up, especially if they're playing in Melbourne or Sydney. So I think that's because Fox Sports are fucking lazy, and it's an easy touchstone. When yep. an English player comes over, it's like, oh, everyone can relate to this. We don't have to do any from work. England, and England has the best league in the world. Yeah. Only happens in England. Only happens in England. Yeah. Fuck. But in, to his credit, he's been pretty good this season. Yep. Can fold him at times, but yeah. No, he's been a good... The City definitely look... I mean, with Jamie McLaren now with 13 goals. Are you like... Yeah, well, he's obviously... Any team with J-Mac is going to do well. J-Mac seems to have kind of... Is he, how old is J-Mac? Same, I think. 29, 30. So he's kind yeah. of... Looks like he's locked in at the moment as one of those players that... Even in his other spells in the A-League, he's taken it apart. He's, but then he hasn't... He been able to do anything. Yeah. He hasn't been able to take it anywhere. Else. You know, he's just in that kind of middle range. He yeah. is. He's yeah. He's got the cheat codes how to beat the A League, but he doesn't know how to function anywhere else. Yeah. Which is a shame. But he's one that is going to go to the World Cup for sure. Oh yeah. And he's a, yeah. a regular A League stalwart. So. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else A League you want to touch on? Just uh, handball. Who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume you're talking about our first penalty, the one on Craig Goodwin. Maybe even both of them. Like, who, who Maybe both. even knows anymore? What is... I can't be fucked with this. I just, like... Um, yeah, they're, one, they're those ones where I don't really give a fuck whether it's called or not, but I just want it to be consistent all the time. But the rule seems to keep changing and no one really knows what the interpretation is. Mm. 
Um, we've we've had our fair share of lucky penalties this year, but <laughs> speaking of the Mariners, you know, speaking <laughs> of the Mariners, but you know, it's just frustrating. We what are, what is the fucking rule? Who knows? And when you change it twice in a season, legitimately, yeah. it does take away the legitimacy of any prior decision made to it. It'd be hard for the players to keep up. I mean, because originally defenders were getting off with handballs that were at close range. Yes, unless, because yeah. The only way they were being called in there was if a handball led to a goal. But like, it should shouldn't matter if it leads to a goal or not. Like, because if the defender, if the defender doesn't handball it, it might fall to someone who can score. Like, yeah, you know, it changes you know the state I mean? of like, play. It changes the state of the play. So, yeah, fucking yeah, we could go on, but yeah, it's an absolute waste trying to figure it out. It yeah, doesn't matter. We don't uh, know. I thought the moment that I enjoyed the most of the game was Matt Simon trying to give it to the away fans. And then uh, finding out his goal oh, was think, rubbed out. I don't think he did. It looked like he was running over he there. Ran, he ran kind of diagonally away from goal towards where the Central Coast fans are. And he did that like pump up with his hands. And then he had just, he looked, he turned his head. He looked over to where the Adelaide fans were. And he looked like he was about to do another arm wave when flags up, Simon, you dickhead. No goal. Wind it in, you fucking cunt. Yeah, stay in your lane, Simon. <laughs> Uh, genu- genuinely, my most disliked player in the A League. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know, for a cult figure, why does oh. he rub up the rest of the league so badly? Oh, but he works hard. Ugh, Gives a shit. So do I. Oh, but no. doesn't doesn't give me the He's... right to go around elbowing people either. We've <laughs> we've said it other weeks, but I'm going to say it again. You know. What was it like six, seven goals he had in those years at Sydney when they were like top of the league? It like, was four or what something a ridiculous. fucking joke! Championship seasons. What a joke. He's been in some decent form this year, actually, he to has. be fair he's to him. Scored some, that he was a good finish, goals. too. For the yeah, um, yeah, I mean, he's right there. He just has to nod it in. He's the tallest guy on the park. Should be easy. <laughs> I, yeah. no, I thought it was a good finish. Yeah, it was all right. It was a better ball. Just I don't know who played the ball. Yeah, offside. Doesn't matter, it was offside. I mean, he got the last laugh in the end anyway, didn't he, really, with the win? And he was pictured on the sidelines. Some laughing. say Central Coast is still celebrating the win. Yeah. Some say that that win wrapped up the championship. It did have a very championship winning they, vibe to it, didn't it? They went crazy. I think they were just happy to snap that winless streak. And it was a big game. You're playing second on the table, third on the table. It's a big game. Yeah, I can see why they went nuts. I just get salty. I hate losing. I was salty to begin with, and then after you know half an hour, I thought, well... There's worse teams we could lose to, yeah. hey? Probably most of the other teams in the comp. At the end of the day, we can still just turn around and laugh our fucking heads off at Melbourne Victory. Yep. And how pathetic they are. Can you believe that was the only game we watched this week? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of all of the fucking fixtures. The we only A-League game. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just... We were getting a good kick out of that, weren't we? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't really enjoy Elvis getting sent off, but, you know, he's just clumsy. It was just clumsy, two clumsy kind of challenges. Brainless. Yeah, a bit brainless. He doesn't, yeah. Does he, he forget he's on a yellow man? has like, we've, I know we talked about him early on when we started this pod saying we we're happy to see him getting a go now. Because he was one of those players that absolutely takes the piss in the local leagues. Yeah, too good for the locals. And now... Looking at him at Melbourne Victory, they someone made the joke that after he got sent off, Melbourne Victory went from playing with 10 men to playing with 10 men. <laughs> <laughs> Not too far from the truth. He has been horrendous. Yeah, he He's looks horrible. like a local league player. He just is so weird. One of, he gets into these great positions sometimes and gets the ball and he's, he's like zero out of 10 composure. He's, he's a he? meme. He's a meme. He's got he's meme composure. <laughs> meme composure. You know, Quell's doing TikTok dances for his celebration. He, yeah, Kemsober's a meme. He scored the, the, he scored the other week and he got cramped when he tried to celebrate. <laughs> yes. And I think he was going to, I think he was going to do he's a backflip at like 4-0 yeah. down. He was going to flip. <laughs> it's a fucking good thing. 4-0 down, did. he was going to do a backflip. <laughs> oh man. Very much a play for the team kind of player. But yeah, <laughs> just come back to the NPL and light it up, mate. Have a spell. Have a spell. Or come back and play Sunday Divon. Yeah, all that. You'd be, you'd be right um, at home, I think. Yeah. You may have to sit he's, on the bench for a few He's weeks. still too good for that, but yeah. Yeah. He could play MPL. Um, anything else on Sydney, Melbourne, you want to touch on? I'm trying to remember what happened, but just the, I think we just enjoyed I watching Melbourne lose. I, stop, I stopped taking notes after the first 10 minutes. I've got here... It was a pretty ordinary first half. Yeah, until the red card. It really yeah. wasn't... It was just an arm wrestle that nothing is... There was nothing... 
exceptional going on yeah. within the game. No great skill. Tactical battle wasn't really there. Yep. And then the red card just, oh my God. They just capitulated yeah. afterwards. There was, it was not a game. And that was it. Just another Melbourne victory game with Zappers and Archie Thompson on the mic. Oh, that's what I've got here. Archie commenting, may as well be MVTV. May as well be MVTV. We said it the other week when Adelaide played Melbourne. He's just unbearable. He cannot do Melbourne victory games. He rivals that blood guy. You're right, blood. <laughs> the Fuck Arsenal it. guy. Oh, dude. What's his name? Tro- no, Troops? No, or... I refuse to learn their names. I don't know their fucking names. I don't care. If you oh. say their names, he gives them backlinks. <laughs> All right. Have you ever heard of SEO? Um, what else you got in your notes there? <laughs> Amy Park is an overrated dump. <laughs> I said that, didn't I? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I said that during the game. It is, oh, it is an overrated dump. Mainly, it's not bad. There are good spots there. Yeah. But people always rave on about how good it is. But honestly, Highmarsh is a better venue. It's closer. There's not really a bad spot in Highmarsh. It's tiered nicely. At Amy Park, there are still bad seats. The away, because, the away bay is bad. And because of that extra length on the end for when they play rugby, mm. if you're on the side in there, like the away bay is in this corner that's like, it's like 20 metres back from the byline. Yeah, unless you're in the first four rows, you really can't see much. It's shocking. And you can't see the screen either because you're on the other side of it's, the... It's shocking. It's not a great... I guess and, they try and make it difficult for the away fans. But and they sell half pissed uh, drinks. I was going to fucking talk about Great half Northern. Piss? Half, half piss. I don't know what... Half I don't know piss, what I'm, piss? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Half strength piss. Half piss strength. Yeah, we've had a few already today. Half strength piss. We won't say what time we're recording this. Yeah. But if it's going to be uploaded in the evening, they'll figure it out, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Amy Park over at a dump. There you go. Much like Grant Brebner. I think the best spots are up high, higher in the at either end. Yeah, behind the goals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we were for the Socceroos when they played Thailand. Yeah, true. Up higher at one of the ends. Not bad. True. But yeah. I've sat on the wings for Melbourne derbies before. Um, wasn't that great? Yeah. Can't consume the whole game like you can at Hindmarsh. No. That's what we're saying. I think Amy Park got voted the best ground, best football ground in the country. What a joke. And I might be making that up just to fuel this comment. <laughs> it might be. But it's Let's definitely go with not. It. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. There, that's all I've got on... Victory Sydney and yeah. the A League in general. I don't really have anything else either. So there were some games. I think there MacArthur some won. Some games happened. I don't really look. I don't really care. There was one last night. Macarthur. No, who was West Sydney? West Sydney Central Coast was it? Yes, it was a. Draw. Bruce Kamau came on and scored two. He did too. But we don't need to go too far into it. We yeah, have, you know, we've got time we've constraints. We got time constraints. We've spoken about we got that plenty. To, we got plenty to cover with Champions League in Europe anyway, with all the European football back. Yeah, boy, finally so, some proper games are on. We'll get into that. We'll have a quick break and we'll come back. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds good. <laughs> um, how should we start? Do you want to say what's up? What's up? Welcome back to 2003. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Thierry Henry in his finest. When did Thierry Henry ever go? What's up? It's when he does the phone oh, celebration. But he doesn't. Oh, I don't think he was going. I reckon if you read his lips, he's definitely oh, doing it. Fuck off. He's a scary movie fan. I doubt it. It's an iconic film. Anyway, European football. Well, other football in general. Anything un A League. Yeah, uh, I was watching the um, the Palestinian under 19s. Well, I mean, you joke, but I don't joke. I had a bet on. <laughs> you weren't. Um... All right, tell me my experience. You weren't joking. Yeah, no, I wasn't joking. It's real. Okay. It's, it's a decent each-way go. So, all the games this weekend, there was a lot of games. Thank God as well. Um, we, 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 watched, we watched the Melbourne-Sydney game here, and then I went home, and uh, there was some action on Sunday night. There was some La Liga, there was Ligue 1, there was Premier League on, yep. which I had completely forgotten about. However, I flicked on to look for a French League game to watch, and there were none on... BN Sports. So I went on the computer and I went on BN Sports Connect because they have extra channels Good. that are just online, which you can use with your Foxtel subscription, by the way. And I looked for a French League game and there was nothing. But I did find the CAF Confederations Cup, the African Champions League, oh essentially. My God. And I watched a game of football between Enyimba of Nigeria <laughs> powerhouses <laughs> and ES Satif of Algeria 
Wow. And in it, the flesh? No. It was an absolute <laughs> blockbuster. It was, it was unreal. Like money. It was like... <laughs> Was that it at was, a neutral venue or no? Because it was uh, just a group game. Oh, okay, so, cool. so it was in Nigeria. All right, cool. In this concrete bowl thing. <laughs> so, so they Ma- had Martin. They had well, they had the parks pitch out there. They had the <laughs> the fake did. turf. They had the fake pitch, and um, it was being commentated on by some. Obviously, it's like remote commentary. Someone just like does it in their house and broadcasts it. So this guy was like, he sounded like he was a uh, he had an American accent with like a bit of a South American or like Latino kind of vibe. And so he's just kind of sitting there talking about the game as it plays. And it was just, uh, it was a, it was surreal. It was really <laughs> weird. It was very end to end. Did they have fans in the stadium? No, no, but there were groups of people in the stadium who had, I guess, <laughs> like in. somehow just like walked in or guess or jumped the fence. <laughs> Friends but you could see You could see the fence behind the pitch and there were like some people standing against it with their... Hands on it, like watch, <laughs> watching through the fence. But it was just really interesting. It was like... No one in cranes. <laughs> yeah. I actually can't believe how... I, I flicked it on thinking, oh yeah, what's this shit? <laughs> <laughs> but then I just started really enjoying the football. And like... Because it was just end to end. They were like, we have, to, we have to go score a goal. We have to go score a goal. And like the Algerian team lost 2-1 in the end mm-hmm. to the powerhouse Nigerians. I but, expected um, They... <laughs> They kept trying to hit on the break and they were getting these like four on two breakaways and not scoring because oh, they were just fucking... The, brutal. They just couldn't... No composure. And the, the commentator would just be sitting there like... And because he can't see everything, he can only see what the TV shows. Uh-huh. So there'll be a replay and then they cut back from the replay and the team's on the counter and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. So, oh oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, here's a counter attack. <laughs> oh. And, and then they'd miss a shot and he'd be like... Oh, see you guys This is what I'm talking about guys See See Oh, oh my god See you guys This is what I'm talking about oh, He's missed again Oh this sounds You have like a to YouTuber. score You can't miss these goals You can't miss these goals Come on guys This is what I'm talking about It's Oh fuck It was just a weird experience Has But it? I'm grateful I had it uh, COVID's been really good For like lowering uh, Expectations of Like broadcast quality We're, we're happy with that now Well so. I mean that's um, Yeah th- That's not because of COVID Like those sort of games they're like um, a broadcast like that where they're just like there's TV footage and someone just streams it and comment, records like commentary. It's really weird. It's so slack. Yeah. But great there game. There you go. I don't know how it ends up on being sports. Yeah, neither do I. That was really. my next question. When there was like Liga being played or <laughs> La Liga. What game were you looking for? Just any uh, random I think one? It was like, uh, I think I was probably going to tune into Bordeaux or there was a few French games kicking uh, off at the time. I can't believe they weren't showing them. I don't know if it's something to do with the rights. They only show a certain amount of Ligue 1 games. Okay. Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Games in a season. Um, but yeah. That's a shame. So but we go. you've stumbled across gold now. Is it Ligue 1? Is there a second leg? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's a group stage game. So I guess they have to play them again at some point. Bang on. Know. It might have been like the third group stage game. I don't know. Who, this, who gives a fuck? This could be appointment viewing now though. It sound, no, it sounded like you enjoyed it and I'm in. I'm in for the long run now. I mean, I enjoyed it as a one-off experience. I'm not going back. I'm going <laughs> to... One night stand with African football. It was a one night stand with Enyimba and AS Satif. ES Satif. ES Satif. Yeah. That sounds like my new team. It was 37 degrees in Nigeria that night, that day as well. They were playing mid-afternoon. Oh, fucking And at hell. one point, one of the goalkeepers just laid down on the ground. Because <laughs> he was ref, injured. The ref ran over and was just really angry. <laughs> what have I told you about laying down? Get up. Get up. Um, another guy. There was a guy. Um, he got his nose broken. And he was sitting on the ground and the commentator said something about, you're not allowed, players on the field aren't allowed to get first aid. They're not allowed first aid. I was like, what are you, what of the course fuck? they are. What kind of rule is and that? And then they showed the guy, he had a broken nose, there was blood everywhere. He's like, oh, oh my God. No, it's actually, a, it's just, okay guys. Okay guys, this is a serious injury. Oh my God, guys, this is a serious injury. As opposed to just getting kicked in the face. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Anyway, that's enough African Champions League forever. <laughs> Let's never go back. Thorough, yeah, we thoroughly investigated the quirks of uh, CAF. Yeah. Whatever it is. CONCACAF. Yeah. That's not CONCACAF. CAF. I don't think. I don't know. Anyway, but since we just touched on League One and that's League One and that's what I was looking for, should we go into... Oh, beautiful segue. The top of the table. <laughs> Smooth. The top of the table clash. Yeah. PSG the, the and, one, and the, Lille. The one that I've been hyping for two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> you told everyone to watch it last week in the international break. Yeah. Whoops. Anyway. 
It was worth the wait? No, not no, really. Not a good game. <laughs> no. But it's luckily for us, it's given us just enough talking points. Yes, that's all we're a looking goal for as well. And a red card. Content. Or two of them. Well, two red cards, yeah, in the one incident. Um, I guess we don't really need to talk about the goal because no one would have seen it. But No, nah, and there's no reason to go look at it nah, either. It wasn't great. Pretty standard goal. Um, if anything, we're really, really talking about this. It's only interesting because PSG have the money in the team. They should be... And the posh. They have no excuses. They've got the posh. They've got the posh at dinner. And I can't believe they're still losing games. It's not even yeah. like... It's not a one-off this season. There's so they no just conceded top spot in losing that game. Yeah. Back to Lille. Back to Lille. Um, Who were good value for it, let's be fair. Yeah. But PSG are just... For anyone that's ever watched them, they're just... Maybe, I don't know if they're like that in the Champions League. Well, a lot of people will watch them get spanked by Bayern tomorrow morning. Hopefully. And they'll know. And... Their games in the Champions League and in Ligue 1, they just like... Someone said it on the... I think it was on the Football Ramble podcast. They said it was just like... PSG looked like some novelty event. Like just some collection of players that are really good at playing football. Mm, football all But not really making a team. Yeah. You know? And they win games off the back of Mbappe doing something brilliant. Neymar doing something brilliant. Or Icardi doing something brilliant. Or occasionally they'll all do something brilliant, you know? And spank a team. But they really just are not great. No. They're not great viewing. No. There's the re- yeah, there's a reason they're not winning, you know, the consistency stakes this season. It's exactly that. They're not a, they're not a team. You need a team to win the division. They, yeah. may, they may well win the Champions League. They may they come may. out tomorrow morning against Bayern and their individual superstars. Yeah. Maybe too, too much for Bayern to handle. But over the course of this season, they don't look like they're going to win it unless there's a massive choke out. But then even in saying that uh, PSG are level on points with Lyon, who I'm pretty sure Leon have taken points off of PSG this season as well. So there's no, this is not a foregone thing in the. In well, the they league. played each other recently, I think, and Leon Leon lost in a typical. Yeah. Typical. They seem to concede to the same Mbappe goal every time they play them. <laughs> Stuck on loop. They cut in and curl it in. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah. The old Robin special. Um, did you want to mention anything about the Neymar red card? You know, I want to talk about him because I want people to know that. This guy is just, if they don't know already, he's just a massive fucking baby. You think he's a little bitch boy? He's a baby. Like, just, he whinges about everything. No one is allowed to go near him. I think that's fair. So his first yellow card, he gets a yellow card because there's a player chasing him as he's running forward. Who gets, <laughs> he's he nearly gets, running after him. Running after him, gets tight to him. And he, like, Neymar plays the ball and he kind of, he gives away a foul, but there's not much in it. And Neymar gets up having the biggest tantrum, putting his, he does that thing where, you know, where two they put their face in the other guy's face. And a lot of dudes will go down and milk it mm. and they'll get a red card. But this guy stands up and he's just like, what the hell is your problem? Like, So then he's on a yellow. And then late in the game, the ball goes out for a throw. The Lille defender shields it out. And then he lets it run further. And then he bends over to pick it up. And Neymar just runs over and pushes him over. <laughs> gets a second yellow and gets sent off. Yeah. I mean, that's not really a second yellow card, is it? I think it is. Just you can't just run up and push people for no reason. Push people over for no reason. What's the point? I don't know. I think the guy goes down quite quite easily. Maybe. I don't know what what's Neymar doing though. He's just venting his frustration. I but think not, it's not like a cynically. It's worthy of a yellow. It's not nasty or anything. It was pretty nasty. He was really angry. It was more comical than anything. Because like you said, it's he, comical because I like seeing Neymar get sent off. Yeah. Well. I, mm, I don't know. No, if that happened to an Adelaide player, we'd be fucking screaming for a red. No, nah, maybe not. Yeah, don't, come on. That was pretty soft. That nah. one was pretty soft. It's a yellow. It wasn't like a Jack. It's a it yellow. Like a Jack. Really. It's no. definitely a yellow. I don't think it is. It's <laughs> violent conduct for no reason. The ball's out of play. That's why I think it's not violent. He hasn't really well, done it's anything. It's a yellow. He's run up and pushed a guy it's, over. It's almost just like late contact, like a little bump. It's nothing really. Nah. The first one I go watch the highlights. He his hands. Everyone go have a look on YouTube. You can find the highlights. Make your mind up for yourself, and you'll all agree it's definitely a yellow. We'll post it on the yeah. And therefore, a second yellow. If that's definitely a yellow. How soft is it? You were talking about Neymar being a little bitch boy. How soft is this game that you get sent off for something like that? We all know the rules. You're not allowed to raise your hands to opponents like that. No, I'm not disagreeing with that one. But getting which one? The first, I'm talking about the the bump that he does to get his second both. yellow. They're, they're, it's it's, a, hand, it's a two-handed thing. push. It's not a bump. They're not the same. Yeah, but it's a two-handed. It's, it's he completely unnecessary. It like, doesn't matter. He's like bent over, nah. looking at him, waiting for him to come through. He has no need. The ball's out. Let the guy take the throw in, and you'll keep playing. He's just a little bitch. 
Fuck him. Fuck Neymar. I'm not sure why the other guy got sent off. The guy that got pushed got sent off. So if you want to talk about what's not a red card, the guy that the guy that got pushed sent off, and it's like one of those. Does he say something? It's like well, it's, it's almost like the referee it? just decided. Oh, you know, oh, these guys are going to crack the shits if I don't keep it fair and send one of them off as well. And like, the, the guy didn't retaliate or anything. He just, you know, he didn't make too much of a meal of it either. He went down, yeah, but he didn't like do the fucking roll around and you know, ridiculous. Poor refereeing, I thought. But yeah. Just weird. Just a Just weird, weird situation all around. Just legal stuff. Uh, but good to see PSG lose that game. Yep. Leaves that fucking tasty running in home. Yep. Um, where to now? Where do you want to go? We could do England. We can do England if you want. I watched a lot of England on the weekend. I didn't um, watch much at all. There was good games were at good times again because of Hello Daylight Savings. Mm-hmm. So there's lots going on. Um, Chelsea West Brom. What a fucking treat that was. Yeah. After we, we, we went through this phase on here of talking someone up or talking a team up and then that week they'd put in a blinder and be excellent again. Yeah. I and think we were, like, we were ah, see, we we're right. I think we were offering money out. And then last week we, we talked about, <laughs> we said West Brom are one of the worst teams ever. Yeah. And we said that they are. Chelsea were on a great run. I'm sure they are. And bang. Lars said on the Guardian Football Pod. Um, that West Brom maybe if there was five more games left in this if there was five extra games in the season they may stay up thinking that mm. Big Sam's finally got them to a point I don't think so I don't think so either. one off game yeah they won't do this again one off game they were good Prior they got to this, the win Chelsea had conceded Chelsea two were horrid yeah. though Chelsea had a bad day and West Brom had a good day I wouldn't even call it good they got so lucky it was a one man show that Callum whatever his name is the Robinson. Irish guy yeah that's it yeah uh, he doesn't do that for anybody usually for West Brom for Ireland like. doesn't do it for Ireland they lost to Luxembourg <laughs> uh, and so then, Chelsea's 5-2 loss rigged or shit that is definitely shit it's just <laughs> shit I don't think it was rigged the, of course not the Thiago Silva red card was <laughs> questionable it's an interesting one isn't it because he's definitely playing the ball he's trying to block the shot yeah he's trying to it's is the action scissor, you can't, it's, the, it's the action and the studs and the two feet kind of jumping through the air it's Foolish thing to do on a yellow. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's got any malicious intent, though. I don't think he does, but you don't need to to get a yellow. You don't need malicious intent to get a yellow card. No, no, for sure. But I guess when you context it with the challenge that he's being alleged to have made, he's not, you know, they're they're red card challenges or second yellow challenges because they're like dangerous, you know, dangerous tackles with intent. He's just trying to block the ball. Yeah. I think maybe you could have let him go, let it off. But then if that happens, it's probably just a processional Chelsea win. If that happens, you can almost have this. Yeah, I guess. Not sure. I'm glad Chelsea lost. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Just to shut them up just for a week. Yeah, they're going to keep going on a good run anyway. It'd be interesting to see how they bounce back in the Champions League now, whether this is going to affect them. Because they've shipped two goals all season under Tuchel and then five on the day. Fucking hell, man. Got any other Premier League? Yeah, Leeds were good. That was a fun game. Uh, I had an interesting thing on the concussion rule. How much do you know about the concussion sub rule that I they're allowing? Pretty much. I don't really know anything about it. So to my knowledge, they've brought in an additional substitute as long as it classifies as for a concussion. It's to alleviate players that's, playing with yeah, concussion. Yeah, that's, that's as far as I knew. Yeah, that's a good rule. That's all I got. I saw it in action in the Leeds-Sheffield game. Okay. Um, Bulldog Sam Bulldog the Sheffield United something or other strike in midfield I don't know the way they play it doesn't really matter yeah. he, he <laughs> left right out for like it um, he went down with a head injury it was definitely a head injury you could tell it's definitely a defender though oh there you go whatever <laughs> anyway it, yeah I guess it was against Tyler Roberts so anyway. that makes sense he goes down he passes the initial concussion test yep. but the thing about concussion is and the idea of a concussion sub is alleviating the, um, the mid to long-term effects of a concussion has. So like 10 minutes after. Yep. Usually they don't start showing effects until 5 to 10 minutes after the head clash. Yep. Unless they've been knocked unconscious. And you can tell. But this was just like a head clash. Anyway, yeah, yeah. five minutes later, goes down again under a challenge. Boom. Concussion sub has to be used. Yeah. Um, because he is definitely concussed. And this yep. guy shouldn't be on the football field. But that makes you think that the way that we've introduced concussion subs is totally wrong because you, he's, and you know, if you go down, if you have a concussion test, you should be forced off the field for five minutes or 10 minutes, bring on a replacement player. And then 
if the player, Sam Bulldog, is fit to play, can come back on and you bring the replacement player back off. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying you, if they have to have a concussion test, they shouldn't really be out there for the next five, ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think that's the idea. Otherwise, you're not... That could potentially be a next step down the line. It just feels like we've got the concussion sub thing around the wrong way. Uh, not, not around the wrong way. I think they're trying to do the right thing. But I guess they'll learn more. Definitely. The intent is they'll, good. They'll learn from it. But that's, um, that was the most interesting I took interesting thing I took from that game. So that, says, <laughs> that, that speaks yeah. volumes, I think, of um, the Leeds, uh, Leeds-Sheffield game. I don't really have too much on any Premier League, really. Arsenal were horrible. Uh, yeah, Diego Jota's pretty good, huh? Brighton were probably worthy of a point. Oh, they were so unlucky, man. Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating to see Harry Maguire wagging his finger at the ref after giving away a clear foul, and it yeah. is a foul, and then far over Turner. It makes no sense. I can't actually... Is that rigged or shit? I like, can't recall it right now. I remember commenting on it a few days ago, but I can't remember what actually yeah, happened. it's the hands on the shoulders thing, which he does. The hands on the shoulders. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't overturned. It just wasn't given. It, like, it wasn't given a pen. It was a given play on, but then Mike Dean's never told to go look at it by VAR. They mm. don't tell him to go look at the screen and have a look. So, yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. The, That's this, what it's there for. Yeah. We're That's just, what it's there for. It doesn't like, make any sense, man. That's already long enough on VAR. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have a little quick VAR chat when the Champions League comes up, I think. Are we? Oh, we're probably going to, aren't we? <laughs> uh, otherwise, I just Jesse Lingard is emerging as the best player in the Premier League, and it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Good on him, though. Good on him. West Ham yeah. almost throwing away a three-goal lead again. Classic. Mm. They've been prone to this all season, but somehow remain fourth. I think it's a really uninspiring top four outside of Man City. Leicester are pretty good value, but... Maybe. I enjoy maybe. Leicester. Man United, West Ham. Are you serious? These I don't, know what, I don't know what point you're making. Just, these teams aren't great. No, but they're better than the others. Yeah. At the moment. I guess that speaks more about so, the others, doesn't it? It says more about the league. Everyone sure. calls it the best league in the world. What was it? Um, the, all the comments that came out after the Chelsea game about West Brom beating Chelsea and... Pundits all saying, "Oh, this doesn't happen anywhere else." And yeah. like, it's, it's that's unique. why this is the best league in the world. You need only to England. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, oh, teams can beat top set, top sides anywhere in the world. Just shut up. It's not a reason why the Premier League is the best league in the world because West Brom beat Chelsea. Like, wow, mm, amazing. Fuck me. It's not like didn't Spezia beat Milan a few weeks ago? Yeah, they live like, in this bubble where they think uh, they just. The Premier League is the only thing in the world that's good. And it just fucking does my head in. Mm. No, I totally that's, agree. That's, that's pretty much all I've got on Premier League. That was exactly what I, I was trying else. to tee you up for. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know how to get me fucking going, don't you? But now we can talk about good things like Italy. We can talk about Italy because guess what? Saturday night, there were all 10 Serie A games were played and there were 34 goals. Bang. 34 goals across 10 games. Excellent. Um, Milan had a pretty woeful home performance against Sampdoria. They drew one all. They got a late equaliser, but that's they're, they're done. Um, Sassuolo and Roma had a good two-all draw. Sorry, just on the last, their, their season's on. over now, really, isn't it? They've got nothing else to yeah, play for. Yeah, they're done. No Europe? Well, I mean, their goal at the start of the year would have been to make qualify for Champions League. Yeah. So that'll be their hunt will be to stay in the top four race now. Okay. Um, They've got a clear path to do it now, so... Yeah, I mean, they're still, what are they there? They're only two two points, four points ahead of fifth. Which is? Napoli. Juventus in fourth on 56, Napoli in fifth on 56, Atalanta Shit. third, 58, Milan on 60, tearing away with a game in hand as well, Inter. You called it. On 68. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, I think everyone was calling it, but they, Inter won again on the weekend and crucially... Uh, Juventus dropped points in the derby. Oh, nice. Against Torino. Is that a good game? I didn't catch it. Uh, I watched the highlights, the little mini thing, and um, yeah, it wasn't a bad game. Feisty? Um, yeah, not really feisty, just uh, Torino, I think, came from behind twice. Um, good. Yeah. That's a good fight. Good courage from, yeah, the, it was uh, good. from um, the underdog. Some questionable keeping from <laughs> Chesney for one of the goals, but... Rigged or shit levels? Nah, he just... Like, beaten at the near post, probably didn't get a strong enough hand. He'd be disappointed. 
But um, yeah, that's really reflective of Juve's season, to be honest. We've said it a few weeks in a row now. Every time they drop points like this, like where they don't seem to lose many games, but they're not winning them either, and they just they concede silly goals when they shouldn't. Yep. Do so. you think the Perlo experiment will last just one season? No, I think. Well, I think the issue is Ronaldo. Ah, okay. Which may sound ridiculous given he's scored a lot of goals, but yeah, the problem is he doesn't do anything aside from those scoring goals. And they're setting up... The team has to be set up in a way that suits him, mm. which isn't to their strength. It's not an effective way to play the no. modern game. No. It's got to be a team game. And I think also like the way it worked at Madrid because he had... Benzema is one of the best in the world at that sort of role of being like a false nine kind of yeah. feeding in, playing with a partner like Ronaldo. Selfless. Um, whereas they've got Morata trying to do that role for Ronaldo. And Morata's just... Morata has some good qualities and some bad qualities, but what he isn't is that sort of Benzema player. He's yeah. just not that sort of player. Yeah. He's never going to be. And they're trying to get him to be like that for Ronaldo, and it's just not working. Then you've got their back line has these aging defenders. You know, Delit aside, Chiellini on Bonucci, horrid. <laughs> um, and their midfield their midfield's just too similar. Yeah, Too many similar midfielders. So, yeah. They were weird summer signings when they brought in... Uh, identical players to well, what they already had. Just, Didn't yeah, they bring a Pjanic and you're like, what the hell, why are you doing Some that? of them have been good as well. But yeah, um, no, they let Pjanic go to Barca mm. and brought in, um, was it Arthur? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Which was, um, it looked like a good move, but their other midfielders were pretty similar. It doesn't compliment. Um, Rabio is not great. McKenney's been really good, surprisingly good though. Um, Ramsey doesn't seem to get enough of a look in really and he kind of gets shuffled around they move his position depending on what they want to do can't play the same yeah. role in midfield every week no because they have other players they prefer over him and he yeah. kind of gets shuffled from right mid to centre mid to mm. you know holding attacking left whatever he's kind of a they use him as a utility Shit. but yeah so Inter looking good to win the league um I believe Lukaku scored their goal again in their 1-0 win. Yep. What a boss. Lukaku's banging in goals for fun in Italy and he's going to win a Serie A. Yep. Good on him. Great. What a way to revitalise So he's Ashley then. Young. What? Ashley <laughs> Young is going to win there. Alexis Sanchez. The England to Italy Christian moves Hickson. of recent years have been so fruitful. Inter have got a few of them, yeah. and They've been pretty solid. And Conte's done a wicked job. He's a great yeah. manager. Great, yeah. Yeah, he can be. Yeah. You think when he gets the right people together, he can be? I think he can be, yeah. He, he just doesn't like to He's manage. a bit of a, like, uh, he kind of kind of wants everything to be a certain way. Everything has to go his way 100% of the time. I can see why he'd be difficult to work with. A bit fussy. Yeah, but he, um, he gets results. Yeah. And really, isn't that all that matters? I guess so. <laughs> well, they're going to put an end to the Juventus' nine in a row. Going That's for pretty 10, special. So, yeah. That's all I got. That's Italy. Anything else? Do you want to go into some Champions League? Some Champions. That was really good watching this morning. Uh, some, I thought that was some stonking games. Great match. I watched. I only watched the highlights of the Liverpool game and I watched the mini of the Dortmund game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some good football going around. Yeah, shit, yeah. For some reason, I couldn't sleep this morning and wake up about five o'clock. I was like, fuck. Champions League is on. So I watched the Liverpool-Real Madrid game, and that was pretty cool. Vinicius looks like uh, a world-beater. He's a good player, isn't he? Is that a recent thing that he's just really ascended? Because against Atalanta as well in the previous round, I thought he was really good, maybe just lacking the final product, final yeah, he's, touch. Yeah, he is a bit like that. He's got, like, pace to burn. Oh, dude. He was, and he makes... He killed Alexander-Arnold this morning so yeah. many times. You are right in what you say with um, the end product. Sometimes he's missing, but he's... Very smart. He's still pretty young as well. 20. Very smart player. 20 years old. Makes a lot of smart runs. That run he makes across in between Alexander-Arnold and morning. whoever the other centre-back was for Kurt, Liverpool. Curtis Jones? I'm not sure. I 37? Think, yeah. I think it was the young fella. Skirtle? Skirtle? <laughs> it wasn't Skirtle. They need to bring Skirtle back, man. They, <laughs> they are fucking they lacking in defence. But yeah. The, just Alexander-Arnold's form is so worrying. For England going into a Euro, for Liverpool more generally... Uh, he was at fault, perhaps, for all three. I mean, very... Uh, Phillips, it was, number 47. Oh, Phillips. Phillips. There you go. But yeah... Um, Kurt, Curtis Phillips. Were you just talking about Trent? 
Yeah. Trent, yeah. Worrying. Yeah, what has happened? Well, form is deserted. That's why we said the other week, I think. That's why we said the other week, I think Trippier is the option. Should be. He looked pretty assured in the friendlies. Trippier has been very solid for Atletico all year. Top of the league, La Liga. Yeah, and that counts Um, for so much more than... And he was there right back in the team when they made that World Cup semi-final. True. Um, I'd be be sticking with him. Um, It did look like maybe Alexander-Arnold would come back into form after that on the weekend... He was good against Arsenal. He, he was good. Had some ripping crosses, and he, he can do that. But game is great. We all know defensively, he's the weak link in the Liverpool side. Yep, with a hundred percent. And he even last year when they were really good, his his side was always targeted the most. That was how. But you they had get Van Dijk and Gomez mm. to cover. Um, yeah. Now they don't have they don't have him to help him out in the England side. Was he going to have fucking Harry Maguire's going to help him out? No fucking. I don't way. think so. Stones Stones has come a lot a long way. Stones having a great season. Good player. But Harry Maguire back there. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Big old slabhead. Just while we're on England, someone mentioned today the... Who was I? I was talking to someone today. They mentioned uh, it was Gary Neville and Carragher did their England sides, I think. Oh, did they? I didn't talking see about who's a... I think it was them. Either way, someone mentioned uh, that Harry Maguire was a bigger loss, would be a bigger loss to the England side than Harry Kane. No way. What do you think? No way. You don't think? How? In what, dude? Well, I, th- I can see where they're coming from because um, if you take Harry Kane out, I think there are players not as good as Harry Kane, but players capable enough of coming into that position and taking it. Whereas as much as Harry Maguire is not brilliant, the step down after that is I don't think is very good at all. Who is the replacement centre-back for Harry Maguire? I don't know. Is it Mings? Could be, which looking at his performance, oh, he's more of a right back, isn't he? But looking at his performance on the weekend, Jesus Christ, the mistake he made. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. That's an interesting topic. I don't think it's about the strengths of Maguire and Kane. It's about the strengths of the squad in those areas. There's levels to Kane and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, though. There is, but I think Calvert-Lewin is more than capable of getting you goals if you set up, like with the players around him. Whereas... Losing Harry Maguire is, you know, like I said, he's not brilliant, but he's not the worst. And the next step down from him is probably worse than the next step down from Harry Kane. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It's an interesting discussion. It is, yeah. We, fuck, we talk about England a lot. I know. Does that appeal to our audience? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Is it because we're just going to end up supporting England and hoping football comes home in the No, summer? we're going to hope that they lose every game. Unless, I did say this to some people today, <laughs> I will support England in the Euros and the World Cup if they play the King Danny Ings. <laughs> King I'll, Dings. King Dings. Yeah. I'll be on the King Dings train. It's a shame that he is English, I think, because he's never going to play for England. He's not the... They don't like English. They don't like strikers like it's Danny a shame. Ings. How old is he now? 30-something, 31. Yeah. He's definitely pushing. I mean, they've got a good lineup anyway of strikers, to be honest. Do you think if he was Scottish or Welsh or Irish, he would be a superstar in his country? Yeah, we might not lose to Luxembourg. True. I don't think he would with the Danny Ings in the side. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but yeah, he's... Yeah. I think um, I was listening to a conversation about this and the likelihood of Southgate just taking DCL and Kane is massive, given that Sterling can play up front, Rashford can yeah. play up front, Foden you can even put up there. Yeah. Uh, there's options. Yep. I think we, we've covered enough on England in the last few weeks. Although, squad. Jude Bellingham for Dortmund this morning. Well, I was just I about thought, to go back to yeah. Dortmund, Man City. Um, what do you think of Bellingham? I thought he was outstanding. He really does shine, doesn't he? Oh he, my God. Well, maybe not shine, but he does not look out of place. No, that's exactly what I was that's, thinking. Yeah. He, um, he, and to think he's now starting, he's from Birmingham to starting in a Champions League quarterfinal in the space of, what, 10 months, 12 months? Yep. Unbelievable, and he looks so assured in midfield, just playing on the right side of a three. That could be a great weapon for England. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually uh, I was actually a little uh, concerned looking at the side going into this game this morning. Um, it looked weak on paper. It's yeah, they've got like a young kid that came through the youth academy at right back, Moray, the Spanish mm-hmm. kid. Uh, they're mid a midfield of Emre Chan, Jude Bellingham, and Mahmoud Dahoud. Yeah, I haven't seen um, much of him. Dahoud's oh, he's a, he's a solid. Bundesliga player mm-hmm. but similar to the issue we talked about with Emre Chan, for Dortmund to be they want to be winning the league you're not going to do it with these players yep. they're going to be good enough to beat most sides yes. but they're not going to win you a league over the course of a year 
Um, so I was a bit worried about this going into Man City because they're incredible. Um, there was also a, a youngster played on the right wing because Sancho is injured. Um, what's his name? As I don't know how to say it. Ansgar Knauf. Knauf? He's a youngster. Knauf? Um, I don't know. Be one of his first games. Wait, played on the right wing. Oh, Lucy yeah. Zelich is going to at you so hard. Fucking oh, no. hell. Bring it on. But yeah, Jude Bellingham was solid. He was great. Uh, Marco Routes, great finish. Harland, yeah. fantastic again. I think... Um, We're talking like they won. We should say City I know. did beat City them. City did beat them. But I mean, Dortmund was surprisingly better than I thought they would be. Given the lineup, yeah. Um, we'll, let's, should we just go through the goals? We'll start with the Dortmund goal because they lost. We'll get theirs out of the way. Yeah. But, um, Instinctive from Haaland. All the praise that Haaland gets for his goal scoring. But how good is that center forward play? Yeah, brilliant. Back Holds to goal. Up. Yep. He, he just doesn't even one look. touch. Doesn't even he look. doesn't even take a touch and hold the ball. He just first first time reverse pass behind him through for Royce and a nice finish. Yep, straight off the training ground. Yeah, uh, but that is like you said, the superlative centre forward play. That's Viduka in his finest. Yep. There's Cantona. That's like he's yeah, he's a rock. They, he's such a special talent. Maybe they should have had a second goal. Where he's one on one. Bellingham. Edison Disallowed Disallowed Well not disallowed But not given I think I missed this Bellingham <laughs> you, you missed this um, This is my best camera This is my best cami um, so Impression The ball goes through He got sent off did he Edison takes a touch And it bounced up Outside the box Yeah Bellingham Oh shit in, yeah. I know exactly yeah, what yeah. you're talking Bellingham about Bellingham nicks it off him Re- <sighs> And he gives a foul Rigged or shit Rigged you just got it wrong. It has got to it. be rigged, man. Because he blows the whistle before the ball goes in the net. And that goes against everything that they are taught. It goes against every way this, this situation has been adjudicated this season. It's rigged. He got it wrong. He got it wrong, but it's rigged. Yeah. Um, it's rigged wrong. If he'd waited for the ball to go in the net and then blew for a foul, VAR could have looked at it and said, nah, that wasn't a foul. Mm. Give the goal. Because he's blown it before, you can't just go, oh, no, nah, it's not play goes on like which is another you know, weird intricacy of the VAR yeah. ruling we well, just should have held his whistle it, yeah exactly he just should have held it it's not really on VAR this one it's on the referee getting it wrong and then not waiting he was clearly just going to knock the ball in an empty net let him knock it in the empty net and then, and then make a decision yeah if it's a foul they'll call it back and give the foul but you're even looking at it as live on Edison went down like he'd been shot too yeah it's such and poor, he doesn't really make contact such poor form doesn't know. make any contact with him yeah Really, it should be a booking to Edison for so simulating. Poor kid's been robbed of Champions League quarterfinal goal. Yeah, and it would yeah. at that point of the game, so important. Mm. Two away goals, oh, would have been massive. City's goals? Yeah, well worked. Good football. Um, the Phil Foden goal uh, right at the death is just, it's marvellous from one to one. The ball from De Bruyne. Yeah, though. just stunning. And then Gundogan just the lays long, it off. The long-range passing from him and uh, Tony Cruz in the... Real Madrid, Liverpool yeah, game, which is excellent. fucking great yeah. to watch, man. De Bruyne is just another level, isn't he? De Bruyne? He's found it again. <laughs> yeah. I like calling him De Bruyne. De Bruyne? I don't know. I don't know what his it mum is, calls but, him. Yeah. Kevin. Kev. Should probably just call we'll him. Let's call him Kev. Oi, Kev. Oi, Kev, what's Kevo. up? Kevo. Kevo De Bruyne. His English is pretty good, Kev. Yeah. Um, good footballer. Proper mank. There you go. Just in a team of good footballers. Yeah, they're very good. Gundogan, I'd have no complaints if they went on to win the Champions League. I'd love. It would be fun to see him go, do the quadruple. It would be fun. Yeah, it hasn't happened. It. No, good luck to him. It just it would feel and it would be great because it would feel a little bit empty because there's no fans anywhere. Yeah, and there's shitty oil money. But good luck to him. <laughs> That's not on the players, is it? I think it is a little bit. <laughs> don't nah. <laughs> All right, enough. What you don't. It's not well, on the players. You make a conscious decision to enter uh, an organisation that represents those things. So, yeah. Where are you, you going to go? You're pretty limited choice of football clubs, to be honest. That's true, but there's choices. <laughs> you have choices to make in life. Anyway. There's people that have given up far worse. Anyway, if they went on to win a quadruple, it wouldn't be that bad. That'd be all right. It'd be kind of fun, like you said. Oh, I did want to make a note on um, going back to our mate Emre Chan. Pretty much... Well, the first Man City goal is on him. <laughs> he just... I don't know what I he... I love that you've rewound the tape now just to be like, you know what, Chan actually sucked well, in that moment. Because we talked about him a few weeks back um, in the Bayern game. Yeah. 
And no, I get what you mean. he's like, can be great, but he's just, over the course of a year, like I said, he's not going to win you any leagues. And he just does shit like that, where for some reason he thinks he's going to run with the ball through the entire midfield. Yeah, why? Just pass the ball. Give it off, man. You're playing in the middle of a central three. Like, just pass the fucking ball. Yeah. He's so set, and those players, they're always slightly in front of him. So if he loses it, they're fucked. They're going to get turned over so fast. Oh, dude, it's such an important position. And Amory Chan is not the guy that you want in a quarterfinal trying to marshal that shit. Nope. Who, yeah. Who's supposed to be in there? Uh, well, ideally, Witzel. Okay. Axel Witzel. Yeah, but he's out. Or Thomas Delaney, maybe. But yeah, they got Delaney a was on the bench, I saw. So yeah. was Julia Brandt, and there was a few others on the bench, and I thought, yeah. interesting team selection. Yeah, Thorgan Hazard, mm-hmm. Julian Brandt. They're just, these players are, some of these players are just really struggling for form, so that's why. Peace, check. And their coach is just not rewarding them with games if they're not playing well, so. And he's right to do so, because I think Dortmund played pretty well this morning, so. I thought they did too. Yeah, Definitely held well. their own. Just City are just too good, unfortunately. The return leg is going to be fucking brilliant. Be fantastic, yeah. For such a How good would margin. these games be if we had crowds? It needs crowds. This game yeah. needs crowds more than any. Imagine going to the yellow wall. Yellow, one game to go. Uh, one, one game to go. One, yeah, I know one goal in hand. Yep. <laughs> it would be so imposing, dude. Yep. Um, I think that's all I've got for this week, to be yeah, honest. Have was, you got anything else? I was just going to see what you thought about tomorrow's Champions League games. Quickly. I don't know the fixtures. Uh, Bayern, PSG. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, I hope Bayern kill them, but I'm not sure they will. I think it'll be pretty even. Should be good. I game. don't know. PSG can be pretty vulnerable at the back. Just... Like we said, if their individuals decide to turn on, I think Bayern are just more of a team. They should be. You would yeah. hope so. They were pretty but well But like drilled. we said, those individuals could just show up. They could. You just don't know. So, yeah. What's the other one? Porto, Chelsea. Porto, Chelsea. They've got a pretty kind draw there, Chelsea. Porto are decent. People keep saying that, but I think Porto have I, been I know, one of the more I know, outstanding teams. I know, I know, I know, but they're not Bayern or PSG. No. So, in that sense, it's... That's why I if think you're going they're going into do the better. draw. That's why I think they're going to do better because they're not those sides. Porto will do better because they're not those sides. Yeah, well, they're not a PSG, which means they have to go in there. If they've made it this far, that means they're there on merit. Yeah, they're yeah, I get that. Attack, but I'm saying or... if you're going into the draw and you look at all the teams in the draw, you're going. We want Porto, aren't you? Probably. Exactly. I, that's, I, that's my point. Actually, my if I would have probably taken Dortmund, but oh, yeah, yeah. It would be it'd be out of Dortmund and Porto, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or shitty seventh place Liverpool. <laughs> That's what I mean. Liverpool's not just because they've won it before. God. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Same. Nothing else? No, nah, we've just got an onslaught of football coming up now. Yeah, it's going to be good. Can't wait. Adelaide United on Saturday. It'd be nice to see a good crowd on, out there. And on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, the quick backup. Yeah. So stay tuned. Double digits next week, our 10th episode, if you're still with us listening. Um, yeah, might pray, do, praise to you guys. Jesus. Do try and do something extra for the Adelaide United game next Wednesday night. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm all for that. All D- right. Double digit, double pod. There you go. Have a good weekend, folks. Good luck to everyone playing round one. The amateurs of the Sunday leaguers. That's going to be great. And Saturday leaguers, if you play Saturday amateurs. We'll have to do a Sunday league wrap up. Oh, yeah, maybe. Sunday league show. Sunday league show. The Sunday league show. Any on, volunteers? On the Get in touch with us. Join us. Oh, I think I know one that's going to jump out at this. <laughs> All right. All the best, everybody. Catch ya.